Hey. Prepared a table in the presence of your enemies. Come and dine because the wine is fine. And it's all mine. The blood is good. And the manna. Jesus, we have nowhere to go because you have the words of life. We love you this morning because you first loved us. (laughs) You came and you kissed us from Calvary and you ruined us. You messed us up, Lord, for the world. And now we've become heart-sick lovers of heaven. Our food now is every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of our Father. And our goal is to be in the light as you are in the light. Who? It says that the world was not worthy of the prophets and the desert fathers that chose the light, chose to be ruined by your love and we're totally misunderstood hey but we are surrounded today by a mighty cloud of witnesses made up of the prophets and the desert fathers those that have went before us and chose because they were chosen to be light bearers that's the yoke your yoke is light in a dark world. Hey! We love you. You are. Isn't he amazing? He is the door into the Father. 
There is no way to the Father but through Him. Because He's the light of the world. Without Him, the world is lost. What's happening, Joe? <laughs> um. Didn't David say that your love is better than wine? What does that mean? Either David's a liar, and we're going to have to straighten his butt out, or we best believe him and figure it out, right? I don't want to learn about things. I'm sick, I'm tired. Of uh, 
eating food that has no sustenance. Either it's got to have sustenance or don't put it in your mouth. It sucks. Seriously. So my whole idea and concept is that we just get as close to God as we can. <laughs> Excuse me, that was wrong. As close to God as we are. That's much better. We wake up to where we are, and it's kind of a funny little ordeal, isn't it? You know why? Because it seems to have a lot to do with killing me. I don't know why, but... And that's okay, because the party was always about the wine anyways, wasn't it? So, hey, what the heck. Try not to... I'm babbling, give me a minute. It's like this chair is electric. I'm going to get there. Uh, the Lord spoke to me this week. I wasn't going to do this till last night when I got home. So me and the Lord had a little time. I love those times, by the way. From 12 till 2. Jeez. Uh, but I love those times because whenever I can, when I'm made aware of his closeness, I wouldn't trade it for anything. If, if even, I never ever got to even speak this, it was worth the time of sitting with him as he taught me. You know? As he messes me up. Messes up my, my paradigms. Sometimes I'm amazed that I have this much to say. And when I'm saying that, what I mean is these are really dirty. (laughs) What I'm meaning to say or working on saying is this. There's bubbles in the wine. It's champagne today. Am I only one at the bar? <laughs> I said, "Am I the only one at the bar?" Bart Simpson. Oh, oh! You're gonna lose me. I don't even know where I was five minutes ago now. The Lord would say, "If you listened between the lines, that's where the meat is." Look and see. Watch. Behold. The man with the dirty glasses. <laughs> um, <laughs> we could get rid of these, God. <clears throat> if you're into it. But if you don't, I don't mind. Um, I got to find my way back to wherever I was so I can get where I'm going. Just give me a second. Yeah. I have no idea what I was talking about now. What was that about, Lord? Yeah. Mm. Mm. I like it. 
If this is what less of me and more of him looks like, it's a little scary, but anyway. Here it is. When I said I, I'm amazed is when I'm sitting in those times and the Lord starts to download some things to me, he, what he does is, I don't know how he does it for lots of people, what he does for me is scriptures, and he brings them alive, and then I get into them, and then he starts to show me what they mean, in accordance with a revelation. He plants a revelation first, boom, through an experience, and then he begins to develop what it means so that I can articulate it to you. And in that, he'll bring experiences I've had, like today. That's the first time I think I've ever spoke that one out, ever. And nobody knows what I'm talking about. Earlier. Right, that word? I can barely see, man. My eyes are doing funny things. Um, the earlier... <laughs> this is a football. It looks like something I need to kick. There we go. I feel better now. Of course, I didn't score. And now the net goes up. Okay. All right. I'm going to make sense in a minute. It's all right. I'll get there. I have a word that God gave me to share today. It's another one of those things that we're going to hammer so that we can actually all look like me. That's the goal. And I will look a lot more like me. Ooh, now we're back to the song. I wonder if... Okay, two things I've got to catch up before I can get anywhere. And that's this. A lot of experiences have happened in my life. Believe it or not. I was kind of surprised. <laughs> Meaning because we're living them. You have a lot too, believe me. It's like you live them. And then you kind of go past them, especially if they were not nice. Meaning you didn't really want to be there. The outcome was great. But while you were going through it or at the beginning of it, you know, it was like, you know, what's that thing in the, in the scripture where it says that, you know, that he ate the scroll and it tasted like honey in his mouth, but when it hit his belly, it wasn't so good, right? Well, sometimes it's like that. We think that this thing looks good, you're in, the next thing you know, your belly's going, ooh, that's not so nice. Is everybody tracking with me here or am I gone somewhere else? Okay. Okay. So, as I sit down and I'm putting this thing together, I don't even know why I'm telling you this, but these things are coming to me and then he begins to bring back to me things that have happened in my life to put them in to help give reality experiences that help it make, it helps the problem go down. Right? If I, I just give you word, it's like having porridge with no sugar. Right? He puts a little sugar on it. It helps you digest the thing. <laughs> you get it? All right. Those are the experiences. Well, I have a lot of sugar in my life. I'm kind of surprised. You know, as he pulls these things, I go, oh, wow. Thus, this morning, as I was there, all of a sudden you were singing that song. And then the Lord pops this thing in my head of this person coming up to me who had a, it was either a dream or a vision. And it was kind of frustrating at the time because they said to me, oh, I had a dream about you last night. It was a dream. I had a dream about you last night. I said, oh, really? Was it good or bad? And they said, wow, it was kind of weird. She said, it was you in the future talking to you. 
I said, what? She said, I know it doesn't make any sense, but there you were face to face talking to yourself. I said, really? I hadn't got a clue what she's talking about. I said, like, what does this mean? This is a metaphor. I got to figure this out. And then all I said is what was important for me at that moment was, was my hair short or long? Oh, God, please. Short. Okay. It's a long way in the future, I said. Here we are. (laughs) Right? Yes. At that time, I had long, very nice hair, just so you know. (laughs) I thought so. Very long, wasn't it? It's actually shiny. It looked kind of nice. Yeah, some people didn't like it. Sue liked it. I did. <clears throat> For a hippie. So, oh, he beard everything. So I was kind of freaked out by that part, but I thought, oh, well, maybe it's in 100 years. I'll worry about it when I get there, right? Yeah. Anyways, the long and the short of it is God is amazing. Is that he shows you things and they have great significance even when you don't understand them. Right? Okay. I got to make sure I don't go in too many directions. The Lord has been giving me things recently such as the word um, fear of punishment and and we hammered on that and you'll have to continue to do that if you want to to apprehend what that word meant for you personally and what these words are for is to get you somewhere it's to get you somewhere beyond where you are Believe it or not, we need to go somewhere. You know, with, you know it's like, um, <coughs> I took a trip and I didn't leave the farm. You know what I mean? <laughs> we need to take a trip without leaving the church and get free. And so the Lord's been getting to unfold some things. And one of these things, that I'm, if, he, if he permits me to talk about the experience, is about this generation. And... Um, Um, do you ever wonder sometimes when the Lord picks you to do things if he what is he doing why did he do that you know he must have made a mistake because he he knows I like to party I used to like to party and so for some way for some reason he chose me to be involved in the wine part of the house. Let's put it that way, which is a great idea. I really appreciate that. I really do. But as good as that is, you're misunderstood by people, right? They misunderstand. They can't see the forest for the trees. Um. I want you to feel what I'm feeling so badly. I can't make that happen. But light can. For some reason, 
at this time in history. (laughs) It won't always be so. It will change. But this particular moment, and I am prophesying right now, at this particular moment in time, God is offering light. Light, which is the spirit of revelation. Good morning. Which is one of the seven spirits of God. He's going to be moving in our midst this morning because he's the one that is developing these things right now. He's been here for a while with us, but he's he's taking us deeper now. He's desiring, whoa, he's desiring, yeah. He's desiring us to um, appropriate the light and revelation that he's giving in order that he may mentor us into the greater places of, of intimacy in Christ, that we might know God. The desire and the cry of our heart has been to know him, not to know about him, but to know him. And to know him is, to, is meaning that we have to be willing to lay down your agendas and your, your preconceived ideas of who you think he is and your, your selfish desires to gain and to get, which is the, the, the core of humanity that has to, the, the reason it was taken to the cross to be removed so that we could truly come naked, unashamed, completely transparent and vulnerable into the light, knowing that there's no reason or any reason that I need to run and hide. That God formed me, breathed me, that I am his and he is mine. That we can know him in the, in the most intimate way. Well, the multitudes run around trying to formulate who he is and find him. He offers himself to those that do not strive to know him, but decide to lay down, lay down lovers, Heidi Baker called it, and be known. So the spirit of revelation is in our midst. <laughs> and wants to bring light. Truth is a funny place. It isn't a road that's traveled by multitudes. I wished it was. I bet you Jesus wished it was when he came to the planet. He would have liked the whole human race. Didn't he say, I wish above all things that none would perish? All would come, turn and follow him, repent, come into the light. And yet, he came to his own, and it says his own received him not. What makes this day any different? Why do we think that Jesus is, is, is coming to the church on the, in the world, worldwide? 
And why do we think that all of a sudden everybody's just going to embrace him? Do we think the Pharisees were that removed from God? The Pharisees are those that were the teachers of the law, those that loved God with all of their hearts. They would have killed for him. They loved him. But they walked in the light of their own understanding, and they were in the dark when the, when the Son of God, the creator of the universe, in flesh was standing in front of them. They couldn't see him because it didn't fit their paradigm. It did not fit into what they believed. Belief is a funny thing. Why do we believe what we believe? And how do you know what you believe is true? Who gave it to you? Who fed you that happy meal? I don't look for you to believe me either. Because, I mean, me, I'm walking in this like you. I find these things out just shortly before you do. I go into the, into the, the bakery where the bread's being made. Play around in the flour, and I bring the bread out. And I eat it with you. Test and see. Judge the thing. Look in the scripture. Search it out. But be hungry and desire to see Christ. <clears throat> Even the disciples were having a really hard time. They were right there watching physical miracles. Even today, we could do physical miracles and miss and miss. How is it that some can arrive in heaven and say, Lord, didn't we cast out demons? Didn't we heal the sick? Didn't we prophesy in your name? And he says, I don't even know who you are. Cast them out. There's something about walking in the light and in the truth of who he is. There's something about his way. It's not our way. It's high as the, it says it's as high as the, the heavens are over the earth. That's a huge gap going on there. That's why we need to come up here into his thoughts, his intents. The funny thing about this is you didn't choose this, it chose you. Do you realize that? Because if it was up to you to choose, it would have been a mental thing you would have done and you would have gained some kind of sense of identity. I did this. You see, that's the problem with religion. I did this. I did nothing. Nothing. In fact, Jonah he doesn't exactly look like an obedient Christian, did he? He was running the other direction. Please. After the Lord came to me, I, this is a pre-message, I'm sorry. I'm just in this prophetic flow, and I'm just going to stay till it ends. Because if I think, it stops. <laughs> 
Lord. Yeah. I was, I was in this time, I remember, I've had this, this incredible revelation of God where God just kind of shows up, rips open the veil and says, hey, how's it going, you know? And I'm just like, you're real. <laughs> no kidding. And then my whole life changes. It just explodes and it, ridiculous things. I'm devastated. My mind is like in the washing machine trying to figure it out. So then I spend this time striving to know God, doing all the right things that I think I must do to get back to where I was, you know, in the bathroom, getting blasted in the glory of who he was and is. Man, he's a nice guy. I even thought at one point, you know what? Maybe I need to be like Jonah. That's pretty sick, eh? I thought, you know what? Why is it that I, I keep trying to, to get somewhere here and it doesn't seem to be working? Isn't that most of the church? Why isn't it working? Are we, are we not doing this? Are we not prophesying? Are we not casting out demons? Are we not doing this stuff? In the 80s, they wanted me to wear a pin. We do the stuff, but I didn't put it on because I wasn't yet doing all the stuff. It's like, crap, I'm going to put the pin on. I better be doing it. So I'm trying, and at one point I'm thinking, well, maybe I could just turn away from God, even though my heart wasn't going to. Turn away and do something really bad (laughs) to get his attention. That's pretty sick, isn't it? That's called psychology, but it doesn't work with God. Because he already knows before you do it. I wasn't really going to do it. I was just trying to process, why isn't it working? Until one day he comes and he goes, how's it working for you? It's not been working. Then I realized this. What he said to me. You did not choose me. This had nothing to do with you. I chose you. And I brought you here. So I want to say that to you this morning. In any way, shape, or form that you think you chose God and have done something, that's all lies. That's flesh, carnality, ambition. The very stench that God hates. The very reason Christ was crucified. He chose you. He went and got you. He sent his spirit before him. And he got you. He chose you. And he's brought you to this place. And where is this place? It's a place of sitting before him and letting him feed you. Light and truth. And the truth will set you free and bring you into the very place that you wanted to earn. It will bring you to the very place because he's the one that's doing the work. He who began a good work will perfect it until the day Christ is completely formed in you. To the fullness thereof. Until I stand before myself and see who I am from the foundations of the world. I come up out of the smoke and the mirrors, the lies, the demonic theologies, And I stand before, and I finally see. That I am in Christ, and Christ is in me. We're one. 
The universe is my home. And the kingdom of God that's vast is within me. That I'm in a human experience right now. But I'm not it. Now half of what I just said I don't even know or remember. But this is leading us to this. The Lord wants to offend our minds on some of the belief systems that we have in order that he himself might teach us. He said, I will send the spirit of truth and he will bring you into all truth. At the end of the day, it's the spirit in you that needs to quicken and and reveal to you even what I'm going to say this morning. And at first, it sucks because your mind wars against God because it's been in control. So it wars against him because it has a fear of being deceived. It wants to go with the 500. That's why we're not 500 in here. It makes no sense. It makes no common sense. But I'll tell you something. What do they say about two people that are in love? They look at them and they say they make no sense. Because they're in love and they only have eyes for each other. Do you love him? Because he loves you. He is so passionate about you. He's ruthless. He loves you. He calls you his bride. He loves you. He loves me. I love him. And sometimes my mind gets upset. It goes, I've been tricked. I'm in love with him now and I can't get out. Now, it's not that you want to get out in the sense that it's so good. But because I'm being pressed like, like a camel through the eye of a needle, it's, it can be difficult at times. It can be, it can be, you know, it does nothing to glorify self and flesh. That's a problem. <laughs> it does nothing for that. And I think only once you are truly brought through the wine press are you able then finally for God to rest his glory on you. When he could put his glory, the weight of his glory, because it'll shatter you otherwise, the weight of his glory on you so that he can move in power and do things, not worried that you would think it's you. That you did something to get it. You had anything to do with it.
You see, there's the dividing line between Lucifer and Jehovah. Lucifer said, and I shall place my throne above God. That's when that ugly thing rose up and now is in all of us. That's what the cross is about. To remove that from us. So we can be free. To rest in truth in God. Otherwise, you can be tripped up. You can be tripped up. Jesus said, for what will a man sell his soul or woman? What do you sell it for? Some people, it's a needle in their arm to feel good for a moment. Some people, it's, it's uh, pornography, sexual sins. For some people, and this is not a condemnation, this is showing you how we can be bought. You see, God loves us too much to leave us there because he knows the enemy manipulates and plays with us like you ever see a cat play with a toy. That's what we look like in the hands of the devil sometimes. He's just batting us around like a toy, chasing us across the room, and it spins across the floor, and it stops, and for a moment we think, hey, I'm doing all right. Next thing you know, off we'll go across the other room. called temptations. How do we get above that? We get it out of us. You know, we, we spend so much time rebuking the devil, we give him way too much credit. It's got to go. When it's out of us, when we're finally at rest, I don't have to prove anything. I don't have to make you like me. When I know that my sustenance comes from God and I can receive and give it away, then I'm like Jesus. Where he says, the prince of this world comes, but he has nothing in me. He ain't going to bat me around the room. Right? When we're in carnality, these things make sense and they look good to us. But once you get up above it and you see it for what it really is, a cat batting you around the room, then all of a sudden, it doesn't look as nice anymore. And when you realize, I can receive ecstasy from my Father and give it away. When I understand that I can receive the joy of the Lord, when I can receive the wine of God. That means pleasure forevermore, David said. That wasn't just something he thought was a great concept. That was something he was partaking of that he's telling us about. You can have this. It's not really easy for the... Do you think the devil doesn't know? He stood in the presence of the father of creation. The ecstasy, the joy, the glory, the whole thing. The blast, he was in it. And now he's not. Now you know why he hates you. Because he knows that where he was, I am. You can have this.
back to the spirit of revelation. We just want to kind of We love you, Jesus. We didn't do anything to get here. You brought us. The surgery had been sucking, I got to tell you. But I know without it, called grace, there go I. Batted around by the cat again. All right. So everybody knows what the offering is. I don't need to really say anything. It's over there. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, has anybody got any carabatito? Amen. Yeah. Um, has anybody got any announcements that I've forgotten at all? We can move right along, in other words. Okay. Now, I, I know that time s- sucks because I don't know how long that just took because <laughs> I was just enjoying him, and I will not apologize for it. I could say I won't do this, but then I think that would be dumb. So, I almost did it. Did you hear it? <laughs> oh, God. I'm in. I'm in. Holy smokes, man. Okay. How many want to know Jehovah? He's our Father. He's a father. He is our father. It's naturally, purely normal and natural that we should know him. And death is not the answer to get to him. That's a crock. I wanted to keep saying that today when you were singing that one song. I forget what you were saying. And I wanted to say, and no more to die. You know? I don't know. We'll find it later. <laughs> but really, it's like death is like this huge God we worship. It's ridiculous, thinking it's going to get us somewhere. So the Lord's been giving me these things from time to time. They're just little things, but yet they're big things. And it's to offend our minds that we can um, get over ourselves Really, there is a whole bunch of shadows and thoughts and what's happened in our lives that programs what you think and how, you can, how much you can get close to God. You're a prisoner of your own belief. Do you really think God loves me more than you? Do you really think that because I'm a pastor at least some of the time, you know. It would, um, <laughs> um, evangelist teach. 
going to be a teacher for this morning. <laughs> Maybe. Um, that, that, that warrants me getting closer in the presence than you. When it says God is no respecter of persons. Do you think that your sin, whatever you've done this morning or in the last 30 seconds in your head, warrants to what degree you will come to God? Ours is a choice. Sin is God's problem. That's why he sent Christ. Otherwise, he would have called on you, but he didn't. It's our understanding. And so these beliefs have to be, is this as hot as I think it is in here? Is it? Okay. I feel like I'm cooking up here, like 99.99. So I don't know about you, but I want, I got, I got an advantage on you. I do. I have one advantage. I have the advantage of seeing through the veil and seeing the reality of this stuff. Some of you might have had this happen, but I need to say that because it's really what makes me a scout. Right? Like Joshua and Caleb, that went the 12, the 10 was it? How many was there? 10. Went in, and two believed, and the others, and oh, by the way, oh, I got to quit. And the other thing is about this is, do you realize that they went into the promised land? Did they? Do you realize that there were giants in the land? That was the whole discussion? Wow. Then that wasn't heaven the way we understood it. So see, you can enter into the promised land right here. There's enemies. He's at a table. Where? Presence of your enemies. So it's it's a lot different than you might think it is. Even those beliefs keep you out from going in. And so God wants to take us into this place with him. But our beliefs matter. They, they matter so much. Because that's where we're tripped up. And so fear of punishment, yada, yada. And so now I'm going to talk about one today. That we want to get rid of these things so that we can come into a greater place of intimacy. I mean, I want to get to the place we can move in this thing where, you know, we could have these meetings, you know, right in the throne room. Or may I say your awareness of where you are in the throne room to the point where we would see the other people in the room. The angels, the crowd of witnesses. Spirit's been up here, this angel or the spirit of revelation that's, that's up here this morning in front of you. Because he is here. Something's on my head. I know that. <sighs> okay. I probably didn't make a lot of sense, but here you go. <clears throat> I will now. This is called... Yeah. Right, never changing, never gaining anything, but something in your head for five minutes. Yeah, don't put it in when you come here. 
It's going to get burned. Right, which that very thought totally eradicates the cross, throws it to no avail. The Holy Spirit? Nice. Yes. Yes. He's the convictor. Not me. Yes. And that isn't about... <clears throat> yes. Right. In your own abilities. Right. Yes. Who's dead? But if I can talk you into the fact that that old man's not dead, that you got to um, put him down, I'll keep you there busy, focused on sin for your whole life. But if you understood that you were crucified with Christ, when something's dead, it's dead. If you ever went to try to. Uh, um, dig up your great aunt Harriet, she's gone. So it's dead. And once you understand it's dead, then the Lord can um, begin to work in the ignorance or renewing our mind to what took place, not trying to defeat it. As long as we're trying to defeat phantom pain, we don't understand it. So in the interim period, there's falling and getting up. Yes. Right. Yes. Well, we're still getting bad around by the cat. I thought that was a great image he showed. That really is, man. I, well, think about what the cat does. Eventually, that little mouse, that little furry... Yeah, like, it's just a toy. But if it wasn't, if it was me... I'd be a little freaked out after a while. Like, this cat just has fun tormenting me. And I think the devil has fun. Yes, they do. So lots of times my cat, the, 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 the mouse really dies of a heart attack. Not blood. Because not, he'll bring them home in his mouth, show us the trophies. Right? And lots of times the mouse is still intact, but he's dead. Scared the crap out of him. Yeah. It didn't change Calvary.
record clear. But yet, you meet someone who knew you before, and they bring it up, you can still feel guilty. Until someone comes up beside you and goes, dude, you just got cleared of that. You know, it's like, it's like if I went to, uh, or I was hanging out with someone, and they saw me hanging out with a girl, and they told Chelsea I was having an affair. Even if I got cleared of it, I could still walk under shame, even though I never did it. So the, the crazy thing is, Christ took all your sins, so you never actually did it. That's why Paul says it's no longer I who sin, but sin itself. It's just my choices then. But once we understand we're not in bondage to it, we can rise above it, that there is all those things that we do, there is an answer for them. Meaning in Christ, all those things are met way beyond getting batted around by the mouse. And eventually when we get there, the power of sin's been broken. We then can walk. Why did he say to the lady, and I don't want to get on that too much, but why did he say to the lady at the well, He first showed her the stuff, and then he said, I don't condemn you. Now, this is God speaking to her. But he said this, go and sin no more, lest a worse thing had come upon you. Now, why did he say that? Because sin opens up a door to the powers of darkness. And so he's saying, whatever you do, if you go and do this again, it's like saying, inviting the cat back into your house. Right? And so he wants to free us up from that stuff. So I'm going to take a break for three seconds here so that I can do this.